Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Josh Davis filling in for Pastor Brad Davis. It's my joy and privilege to get to be with you today. I'm going to read one verse out of Luke chapter 2, and I want us to think about this truth today, that God always keeps His promises. Nothing ever thwarts or stops the plans of God, not even our lack of response to them and our lack of anticipation to them. Nothing can stop the promises of God. Luke chapter 2 and some other scriptures bear this out. I want to read one verse, Luke chapter 2, verse 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. God moved heaven and earth, can we say it that way, to accomplish his mission, to accomplish his perfect plan that he had set in motion hundreds of years before. The Old Testament is filled with prophecies concerning the coming Messiah, and they all find their fulfillment in the person and the ministry of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And it goes all the way back into the book of Genesis. But in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16, God promises King David that his dynasty would rule forever. And as the Old Testament unfolds, you know, I believe in the doctrine of progressive revelation. Now, progressive has changed its meaning in recent years to mean all things liberal. I'm not using it in that context. When I say progressive revelation, I'm speaking about that God's plan through the Old Testament into the New Testament is constantly being unfolded. More and more and more revelation is given. More and more and more light is given into who Christ is. The New Testament speaks about this when it talks about that the the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, desired to look into these things, but they didn't really fully grasp all the things that they were prophesying about when they said, Thus saith the Lord. But the New Testament authors, looking back at Jesus, looking back at the cross, looking back at his life and ministry, could understand that in Christ all these things are fulfilled. And if, for instance, you read the book of Acts you see in every single sermon, in every single message in the book of Acts, they are going back to the Old Testament scriptures, whether that be, well, I mean, from Genesis to Malachi, really, and they're showing uh, how Christ is the fulfillment of these scriptures. In every single one of their messages, they are showing Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of these things. His death, His resurrection, we are eyewitnesses to His resurrection, and we see that He is the fulfillment of these scriptures. And so as the Old Testament unfolds, getting back to 2 Samuel 7, 16, and God's promise that He made to King David, 
in Isaiah. He picks that up and and shares that it's going to be through the house of David. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. And in Jeremiah, Jeremiah echoes the same thing. And on throughout the Old Testament prophets, they reveal that it's going to be through the house of David that the Messiah will come and his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom. His rule will be an everlasting rule. And so when we get back to Luke chapter 2 and verse number 4, let me read it again for us. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. So here comes Mary and Joseph into Bethlehem. God is fulfilling his promises through this couple and through the birth of his son into this world. As Galatians 4.4 4 tells us, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. In other words, at the perfect moment in human history, Christ came into this world to be that light, to be our redeemer, to save us from our sins. If you joined us on yesterday's program, we emphasized Christmas and the cross. And so I won't reiterate that, but I would point you back to our website that you can listen to that again and find some more information that will help you and be a blessing to you. But we're speaking about the promises of God on today's program. And think about this. Was anybody anticipating the birth of the Messiah? There was a handful. You see people in Luke chapter 2 like Simeon and Anna you see Mary and Joseph. You see Zechariah and Elizabeth. There's a handful, but most of these are on the fringe of society. The shepherds. Jesus appears, or excuse me, the angels appear to the shepherds. And then the wise men in Matthew chapter 1. It talks about them in Matthew chapter 2. And how that they saw the star in the east and they have come to worship him. But I think that the wise men expected a lot of anticipation. When they came to Jerusalem, I think the wise men expected there to be a lot of pomp and circumstance and parades and people celebrating and banners and and everything just in an uproar and celebration of the birth of the Messiah. I think that they were dumbfounded when they came into Jerusalem and nobody was even looking for the Messiah. And as they went to King Herod, and they began to inquire, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And Herod said, what are you talking about? I'm the king in these parts. And we know the story there. I won't go into much detail, but he calls for the people who were the scholars of that day, the religious scholars, and they knew instantly the answer to the question. They quoted Micah 5.2 and said in Bethlehem, that's where the Messiah is going to be born, Bethlehem Ephrata, which is Bethlehem Judea. So that's where you want to go look for him. But they weren't expecting the Messiah. They weren't looking and they weren't willing to go along with the wise men to investigate this. They weren't willing to move to that place. And yet God fulfilled his promises. You see, the promises of God aren't depending uh, and dependent on us. They are solely in his uh, domain. 
and he executes them according to his perfect timing, his perfect plan. So what does that mean for us today? You know, as we're approaching a brand new year, 2023, we don't know what this new year will hold. When we are, if we are here, let me say it that way, if we are here one year from now, and when we get to this day in 2023 and we look back, there's going to be a lot of things that we didn't anticipate in our personal lives, perhaps in our nation, perhaps in our world. Who knows what may unfold? But can we say this with great confidence? While I don't know what tomorrow holds, I know who holds tomorrow. And we know that God's purposes, God's plans cannot be thwarted, cannot be stopped, cannot be done away with. And his promises will be fulfilled, not based on our merit of them, not even based on our expectation of them, but solely based on his will, his timetable. Friends, we can have peace. We can have hope. We can have joy. Even in the midst of the things that may happen, don't live in anxiety. Don't live in fear because God's promises are going to be fulfilled. Nothing will stop them. As it was at Christmas, so it'll be until the end of the age. He is going to always be faithful. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.